Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The government has announced a nationwide ban on visits to homes, or gardens, by the way, in almost all circumstances, except for providing care to children or elderly and vulnerable people or on compassionate grounds. They also clarified today that if you're a plumber or electrician or somebody that provides a valuable service, you can also enter somebody's house. It didn't go down too well. That's all I'll say today. It didn't go down too well at all. Essentially, they have denied people having friends anymore, apart from on the telephone. Um, <clears throat> or they've denied people having family. And maybe it's a step too far for a lot of people. And I was listening to people today in media saying they lived alone, for example. And we spoke to some people today as well who said they lived alone. What, what, am I, what are they supposed to do? Just be isolated? Be miserable? Be unhappy? Have mental health problems? Have the government really considered what they're doing to people? At this point, I don't believe they have. I think it's despicable. I think there has to be another way of dealing with this issue. Other ways, and I understand, by the way, case numbers are a little bit high at the moment. And the government has announced this. It also announced that Cavan Monaghan and Donegal will move to level four uh, of the government's living with COVID plan, which at this stage is a complete and utter mess because it's not just a four or five point plan anymore. It's a, you know, 5.1, 4.1, 3.2. They add bits and pieces in. And not only that, then the not visiting anybody's home at all is something that's not actually in that part of the plan, but they've added it in. And then they've today they've announced that, well, there's a people are asking that they introduce bubbles like in New Zealand or the UK, whereby, you know, you can you can say that six people are in your bubble or five people are in your bubble and you can nominate those people and visit those people provided they're in your within your bubble. There's a lot of term and terminology being used, isn't there, over the last few months. The bubble thing originally came from the UK, I think. Boris Johnson brought that in. And at this stage, you know, it is all getting a bit too much for people. Michal Martin said, I know how difficult this is for everyone. I don't think he really does know how difficult it is for everybody. Because with the greatest respect to Michal Martin, he's not going to lose his job. You know? But he says, I know how difficult this is for everyone, and I understand the deep frustration people feel. You don't understand me, huh? Reading some of the comments online about these restrictions, one person said, there's a presumption in these new household visiting restrictions that everyone lives with their family or a family group or with others. These restrictions are not fair on single people or those who live alone. Like somebody rang this morning, or I was listening to News Talk this morning, and Stephen Donnelly, who won't come on to this show, uh, was on for questions and somebody had asked him a question about my son is in college and lives in digs in Galway can he come home to his mum and dad the weekend and he went well no they can't that's not compassionate that doesn't come under extreme circumstances somebody else mentioned they needed access to their children during divorce and separation that maybe comes under yeah, somebody else had to visit an elderly person who was sick and deaf who couldn't hear the phone yes he said that might come under it who has the right and I understand the guidelines and everybody should follow the guidelines. And yes, at the moment, that's all we have is the guidelines. But who has the right, be they government, be they police, be they customs, be they anybody, who has the right to tell a mother she can't see her son? Who has the right to tell a daughter she can't visit her own mother? Now, if it's dangerous and that mother has serious underlying conditions, that's a decision they must make themselves. 
and a risk they must take themselves. Not advisable, but certainly something that they must consent to themselves. But who has a right to do that now? Did you ever in your wildest dreams think that before COVID-19 came along, that any government or Taoiseach or president of this country would turn around and tell you, you're not allowed to see your own son or daughter. You're not allowed to see your brother or your sister or your mother or your father. You're not allowed to see them until we decide you can. And for the next month, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to see them. Did you ever think in your wildest of dreams that would even be a runner, no matter how much of an emergency the country was in, in times of war, we wouldn't have had a decision like that. And at this stage, the rules and regulations and guidelines have become so confusing that people don't even know anymore what they're doing. They're so confusing now. People actually don't know anymore. Am I allowed to do this? Am I allowed to do that? They don't know. But I want to know what you make of these restrictions. By the way, I mentioned there was 1,205 COVID cases, which were confirmed this evening, and it's highly the highest daily figure since the start of the pandemic. So clearly, something needs to be done. But is household bans the answer? Something needs to be done. There's no doubt about that. There are many different strategies out there now being talked about. Well, when I say talked about, anybody who talks about any different strategy apart from the government will clearly be cancelled. Because that seems to be the case all around the world at the moment. And I'm sure many of you may be talking about the article in the Irish Times today. And I've seen some silly comments online. How dare the Irish Times take this advertisement? This is the advertisement, by the way, in relation to the Barrington Declaration. Which, if you read the Barrington Declaration, it's very much focused on protecting those who are vulnerable. But allowing everybody else to get on with their lives, based on what they call the herd immunity theory. Now, whether you agree with it or not, and that's open for discussion, it's written by very qualified people. People who are immunologists, virologists, professors at Stanford and Harvard and Oxford and every other college that we hear other experts talking about on RTE or News Talk or TV3 on a daily basis. And here too, we had a lot of them on at the start, but they stopped coming on to the show because I wouldn't agree with them. I wouldn't always agree with them. I agreed with some of the stuff they said, but I didn't know because I challenged them and challenged their opinion and challenged their view And I challenged it from a societal point of view, not from an expert point of view, because I'm not an immunologist, I'm not a virologist, but I do know human behaviour. And I understand human behaviour like everybody else. And we understand how people can feel lonely and mental health can damage people's lives. And the idea that people would complain about an article like this in the Irish Times is quite ridiculous, because then we're closing down debate. That's what we did in the old days, wasn't it? We had debate. We decided we'd listen to this expert, we'd listen to that expert... And then we'd make our mind up who we believed had the best bits. Or we'd take the best bits from both experts, put it together and come up with a reasonable plan. That was the way we used to do things in society. Not anymore. The way we do things now is the government says so. And that's what you do. And anybody who says any different, they lose their job. They'll be asked to leave. They'll be asked to resign. What's going to happen to the Irish Times? Will they get a slap on the hand now for taking this advertisement? We'll talk about that shortly too. But getting back to this, I mean, there's guidelines, there was a plan, there was level one, two, three, four, five. From the very word go, they messed that one up by bringing in level 3.5, 3.2, 3.7, 4.1. And now we're adding other bits onto it. Like, not only can you not have visitors to your home, you can't have anybody to your home. Nobody. Except in extenuating circumstances for compassionate reasons. And I'm asking you, do you agree with it? Some people will say, yes, I do agree with it, Niall. How dare you? 
We need to rid this virus from society. And if this is the way to do it, I don't care if Johnny can't see his mother. This is the way to do it. Let me know what you think. And the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Good idea, Billy, by the way. Never thought of that one. I'll do it in a few minutes. That's 087-188-0008 is the WhatsApp or text number. Will you be complying over the next four weeks? And I, by the way, as a broadcaster, I encourage you to comply with the guidelines. But will you be, or can you comply? Are you living alone? Do you need to go and see somebody? Is it important that you visit somebody over the next four weeks? In your county, by the way. Let me know. The number is 87 Oliver, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Oliver? Good evening, Niall, and everyone at the show and listeners. It's actually brilliant to be on, finally. And uh, you're a great service for people to vent. <laughs> oh, thanks very much. Well, I, well, I like to let people have their opinions. I think it's fair that we have our opinions. Yeah, and we're absolutely. not silenced. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to get just a couple of things. Um, I just think the government are playing whack-a-mole with the virus in general, and this is just another mole that they're trying to whack. And we all know that parties are parties are just not ideal, or people are just just taking a piss, basically. Yeah, well, but people, 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 people are blatantly acting yeah, the fool. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But does that mean then that uh, I know people, and I probably echo a lot of what you've said, but uh, people living alone, for example, they just have to stay at home. And there's not even a time put on this. It was just, there's a ban on homes. It's despotism. Well, I think, four, I think four weeks was the suggestion, isn't it? Okay, they have given that. But, right. my, but mind you, as Leo Varadkar rightly said the other night, when it comes to Neffet, in four weeks, if the numbers, and by the way, they said the reason for this is the spread. When you look at, say, the numbers over the last week, I think like 1,700 or whatever it is, something around that, were um, cases that originated in the family home, which is the highest amount. Like restaurants and bars was only like 10 people or 11 people. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. this was the highest number. Yeah. But that's pretty okay. obvious, isn't it? Because most people yeah. congregate and, you know, sons, daughters, Absolutely. families congregate in the family home and have yeah. the most amount of exposure to each other. So that's obvious that was going to happen. Absolutely. But the fact that you can't go and visit your dad or visit your cousin or visit your... I've, I live in an estate and there are several people living alone and they're depending on uh, people to go shop for them, etc. But they'd like company. And um, I work for a large retailer as a delivery driver. And there's just since... Since the lockdown, I've seen elderly people just coming out the front door to just talk about the most mundane stuff, just to just have company. To see someone, yeah. You know, I don't know how the postmen and women are getting around because they're just being plagued by really lonely people. And what I'd like to say that about Niall, without getting away from the, your question, is we had a very just very quickly we had a very controversial referendum here last year, and on both sides of that referendum. It was extremely important that we had healthcare, um, psychiatric professional professionals talking about people's mental health. Mm-hmm. Now, have they all been put under a rock and all that they've been put away for further use? Where are they? Where is Ireland's psychiatrist? Where mental health is an all-time low. Everyone is apathetic that I'm speaking to. I'm meeting customers and they just don't care. They're despondent. I'd say one in ten of them. Um, have kind of see any hope for the future. Uh, everybody is just sick of this. And, you know... Like I did hear a shocking figure happened. actually from the UK there during the week on Sky News that one in every four teenagers had contemplated suicide over the last five months, which yeah. is quite a shocking figure, by the way. 
Yeah, and and then there's even more probably that are not saying it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, everyone, a lot of people are just putting on a brave face, and um, we have rising, rising alcohol substance abuse. And and do you know what David Nabarro said today? The, the special envoy on COVID nineteen from the World Health Organization, right? He said that it's going to double child's malnutrition, the economic knock-on of lockdowns. He said lockdowns are nationalistic and they're protectionist. And he, said he said they said shouldn't that, be used as a primary source yes, uh, of stopping said, an infection, yes. He said we did think that at first, but the WHO have you turned on lockdowns. Now, in March, we were told that we had to follow the WHO mm-hmm. and these are the professionals and these know what they're talking about, which is true, but now we're, we're not following them. We're gone, we're gone rogue so now. We're cherry picking. That's well, we're, yeah, we, are seen, we do seem to have gone rogue a little bit now at this stage. Yeah, we're just cherry picking. Whoever suits whatever at the minute. And we're just fannying around. There's no, there's no leadership. Okay, there's but no I mean, fan. no matter whether... Reactionary. You, okay, well, no matter whether you... I mean, the whole idea, according to the government, is to flatten the curve. Wasn't that always the statement? That's right. Yeah, yeah. To, to take the pressure off the hospitals, etc., etc. Now, nobody disagrees with the idea that, mind you, the only reason we will have pressure on hospitals is because we have an incompetent health service for the last 30 yeah. years, right? But that's neither here nor there for the moment. We're, but that's what it is, and we're stuck with it for the moment. Mind you, they've had seven or eight months to do something about that, and they haven't done it. That's no. their problem. But so we were told to flatten the curve. Uh, but we seem to be going for some sort of zero COVID yeah. Um, kind of strategy now, which, yeah. according to most experts in the world, Impossible. is a fantasy idea and and an utter nonsense. Because yeah. realistically, as somebody said the other night on the TV, right? So for four weeks we don't visit each other, we don't see anybody, we're all miserable, and then in four weeks' time, Neff would say, "That's grand, you know, you can go back to meeting each other there again now." And the case numbers, let's say, go up. I don't believe they'll go down in the first place, but they go back up again, right? Yeah. And so what then? What's next? Do we do another yeah. one? Is it Christmas on your own then? I mean, what? What next? Yeah, what's going on? There's no continuous. No. There's no continuous. There's just, there's just nothing. There's just apathy amongst people and just, to be honest, just brain dead, lack of leadership in, in government. And, and another thing is the Barrington Declaration, right? So... Again, we were told we have to listen to expertise, and here's expertise, probably the finest medical minds in the world, um, advising that herd immunity is the best possible, po- best possible way out of this, and that's just been poo-pooed by people with no expertise whatsoever. I mean, you know? the, the Barrington Declaration, for people who didn't who don't know about it, it's a declaration, basically three of the best scientists in the UK and America and, and Sweden, I think one of them is from, uh, came together and come up with this declaration, which has been signed now by thousands of medics, uh, professionals and doctors around the world, as well as thousands of citizens as well. Which and, and the plan is basically to focus protection on vulnerable and elderly people, which we didn't yeah. do from the start, and to allow everybody else who is in the non-risk, when I say no-risk category, a much lower-risk category, because everybody has those, there's a slight risk for everybody. But if we look at the obvious, under 20 years of age, you have more of a chance of dying from influenza than you have of COVID-19, because that's just the way COVID-19 works. It targets particular groups. And they're saying they want to try and build up what they call a herd immunity. Yeah. Uh, which is but, a na- but they're which, not being entertained. No, it's not being entertained. Now, by the way, I don't know, you know, have they thought it fully through, etc., etc., but at least let's talk about it. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, let, let's say, okay, we agree with that, but this part here could be dodgy. Can we bring some other expert in here to talk to us, maybe an economics professor, to talk about this aspect of it and this aspect yeah. of it, somebody who deals with the aged to talk about this aspect of it. So at least yeah. we'd all come around a table and come to some sort of agreement yeah. that would benefit society, but we're not doing that. Yeah, it's like having a, it's like having a colander and just putting some insulating tape over two holes in it and then pretending that the water's not going to get through. Mm. You know, we're only focusing on COVID and then the whole world is collapsing all around us. The world, the, the global economy is in a coma and, you know, the, the Caribbean and the Pacific is just destroyed economically. Mm-hmm. You know, they're... they're because already, they depend on tourism, obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're dependent on, on us and, and uh, they're, you know, there's other parts of the world like that are just dependent on trade. Oh, we're, going, we're going to have at least 10 or 20 more third world countries by the end of this. Yeah. yeah. That's, by the way, if there's ever an end to this, because it doesn't seem like there's an end in sight. But in relation to the guidelines, and obviously as a broadcaster, I have an obligation to tell everybody to follow those guidelines. The guidelines are there for a reason, according yeah, to the government. Of course. And, but, you know, will you be abiding by the guideline and not visiting anybody's house or having nobody visiting your house? And I, I mean nobody, not one. Um, I don't know how to, exact, to honestly answer that, right? But I won't go out of the way to go and visit people. I, I won't, just for the sake of it, because that's I think that's just that's just immature. Mm-hmm. But I find it really difficult now. You see, it's easy to start off like today. This is this is the first night. But if I was living on my own, say, and I'm here, okay, it's four days since I've seen anyone. Um, and maybe you're unemployed. I don't know. It yep. could be in all sorts. Maybe you've just broken up in a relationship and you want to go and see one of your mates. So there's both. Oh, you're feeling down. You want to go and talk to somebody. You don't want to just like talk crap. on the phone. Yeah. You just want to hear another voice. And and why do we have um, venues? Why do we have huge sporting venues? Why do we have even churches? Why do we have all? Because people like to gather together. That's just human nature. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, like like everybody else, you know, at the start of this, when we were very concerned, I understood why that was all stopped. And we all yeah. understood why all that was stopped. Yeah. But we've yeah. got to a point now where we have so much data collected now that maybe yeah. we can strategically plan this a lot better and target our efforts a little bit better on vulnerable people. Yeah. And you know, I can't figure out. I don't know whether... Are people just afraid and they're just going with the flow? But do you know what's really... The real concern here is... What, what state do we live in right now? Because under the Constitution, you have the right to travel, you have the, the right to work in the state, and there's just those two points, right? But we know that, that for a lot of people now, their right to work in the state has just been taken away by the government. <laughs> well, I know the government will close that also in the Constitution. It does give uh, wiggle room as well for emergency legislation or emergency yeah. public health legislation, which was brought yeah. in, by the way, because we had TB back in the 1930s. Okay. Um, it was brought in to give the guards the power back in the 1930s to remove somebody from the street and put them into isolation if they had symptoms of TB. So if somebody was coughing and farting on the streets, they could take them off and bring them off of yeah. Cherry Orchard can't Hospital. Be, can't be doing that. Yeah, but, but it never... I don't think we ever predicted that legislation would give Gardaí or the government or the state the power to remove healthy people um, yeah. and or test help the healthy people or tell healthy yeah. people what to do. So, okay, but so, we'll stay there for a second. Um, and, I, and that's probably why a lot of the stuff that you're hearing is guidelines and not legislation. Uh, but yeah. Tom, you're on Classic Kids. Tom, uh, there, there's no doubt people are worried. There's no doubt the government feels they need to be doing something more. Um, but was this the answer to stop one per- you know, not even one person into your home? I don't think that I don't think they mean it literally. I mean, well, they do. Well, they do mean it literally. 
I know, but I mean, they're not going to go around and if you were visiting your parents or your elderly parents, which I actually have, but they're not going to be knocking at doors. I think they just want to... Like, look, it's still everyone's green to the whole thing, and look, you can't expect the government to do nothing. That's just something about it. I, I'm not... Absolutely, I completely agree. That's their job, isn't it, to protect I mean, the citizens? At the moment, the numbers right now are... Crazy. I mean, I, 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 I don't have I mean, I Let's talk about the numbers, right? And how we come to these numbers, these 1,205 mm-hmm. cases, which is the highest number, by the way, since we've had the high numbers back in kind of May, April and March, right? And realistically, we have to look at it for what it is. We're now doing probably four or five times as much testing as we were doing then. Thankfully, our, our mortality rate is four or five times lower. So yes. something is not adding up in the sense that Either the virus is suddenly weakened, which is not the case, and um, whether either that that or the virus is suddenly attacking younger people, uh, which is less of a risk, which is certainly not the case either. So surely the case is that we're just testing more people, so we're getting more results. Maybe so, yeah. Look, I, I, obviously we have to take care more of the elderly people, and just. Uh, but I think, like I, what they're saying about people having to cocoon completely and not move from their house, I I don't think that's going to be literally. Uh, Practice by everybody. I think that everyone's going to be just. just well, to be fair, they haven't asked. They haven't said people not to leave their home. They said if you don't need to go to work, don't go to work, and they encourage yeah. people not to work from home who can work from home. But yeah. you're, let's say, for example, if you're um, a, a daughter with three kids, you're not allowed to have your mom over to see her grandkids. You know, even if she's a young grandmother, by the way, she's not allowed over. You're not allowed to have your sister over for a coffee, for a chat. And at these times, talking is very important. Talk, they call it talk therapy, mm. you know, for human beings. We're not allowed to any of that. But I mean, when you say not allowed, is it actually law or they're just, they're just encouraging? It's guidelines, isn't it? Nothing, nothing is really in law. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, you, well, if I mean, we go right back to the lockdown, by the way, there was nothing legally stopping anybody going more than three or two kilometres or five kilometres. Yeah. There was a, there was their guidelines. Yeah, which means the recommendations. Look, they're just trying to get people to stop moving around as much. I'm not defending the government. I don't think they're doing the proper job. But at the end of the day, they're agreeing to the whole thing. This has never been seen before. Um, I mean, no matter what they do, they're going to be pissing someone off. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think what they're trying to do is get people to decrease their movement unless it's necessary. I mean, if you have to go to, uh, um, obviously, if you need to talk to somebody or you need to, you need to get out of your house and go for a walk and meet a friend. And if you met a cop and he asked you where you're going, I think he'd understand. Listen, go ahead what you're doing, but just try not to meet too many people if you can. But I heard, I heard Stephen Donnelly answering questions today and people were sending in questions. Like, and one mother said, you know, my son is in college in Galway. Yeah. Can he come home for the weekend? And he said no. Well, I would recommend that. To, anyway, I mean, he's in Galway as a student. I, I, I get, I'd imagine that a lot of these numbers are climbing in student cities because students are, are congregating, they're eating their, their, their bars and things and nightclubs aren't open. They're still, get, they're still getting together for house parties to the old argument. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's how things are moving. That's how things are moving. I mean, we're, we're, I'm in here in Kerry and Listowel at the moment I think is, is in a spot of bother. Um, there's a lot of things closed down, there hotels closed down there and uh, the hardware shops. But I mean, they're blaming Listowel races. Even though the races themselves were behind closed doors, there were still a lot of people gathering around Mm-hmm. At the time the pubs were open, uh, so there was no one breaking any laws. But a lot of people came around the area. Um, people are just doing too much moving around. I mean, but isn't there a limit to as human beings? I mean, look, don't get me wrong. We went well, through, we went through a lockdown we, for four or five months there. But is there not a limit as human beings? You know, because we are social creatures as a species. And by the way, there's great research that's been done on, you know, social isolation for primates and human beings and how damaging it can be to our not only our mental health, but our physical health as well, surprisingly enough. 
But I mean, there's a limit to what or how much we can cooperate with these kind of restrictions as human beings. Is there yes, not? But, uh, yes, we will, but I mean, yes. But I don't think that they're asking people to, to, to go down the route of what they're saying. I think they just want to... I think they are. ...relax a little bit. People start moving around as much as they are, even though they're putting down a strict guideline. Well, I think people are. People have... I, I know for a fact that I myself and most people I know have limited their amount of contact. Well, mind you, I, I'm not a very social creature. I wouldn't have a load of contacts anyway. I can tell you, I've probably, you know, been in contact with... In the last six months, I've probably been in contact with, with the most about ten people. Man. And that's because there's very few people working in the radio station here because most people are working from home. Um, and there's myself and there's Ashling and there's assistant producer Sarah as well. And then I'd have my partner and my kids. And that's about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's, there's very few people in my social circle. And I think most people have reduced that. I normally would be going on holidays. We'd be having listener parties. So, you know, we'd normally have a much bigger social circle. I, you know, most people have done what's been required of them. Most people have. Of course, but there again, like I said, there are people still getting together in different for different events. But how far? Yeah, but how far can you take that? Can you what wrap us up in a bubble or something? I mean, how far can you take it? Well, I, I agree. I mean, we, I think we need to live with it, but I think we need to just take care of the elderly people more. So, well, I'm not disagreeing with that. And, there, right? and there's there's lots of ways we could do that, which are not being done at the moment. For example, there's antigen tests out there which are available, which can test people in five minutes. Why don't we have them in every care home for every member of staff every morning? Yeah. You know, it costs you, they, they, those tests cost about 20 quid. If there's five uh, nurses going into a care home in the morning or six, test each one of them. It takes about two or three minutes to get a result. It's 97% accurate and do it every single morning. Why not do that? But we're not doing it. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, I, we're not doing the obvious things. I mean, we didn't close the borders. We let people come into the country from outside. I mean, the time of that Italian match that was supposed to be on there, Italian fans came over in our rooms because they had tickets everything. I, I get all that. And I, you know, Cheltenham and all that kind of carry on. I get all that. But listen, if Cheltenham or the Italian match that weekend that was cancelled, if that didn't happen, it would have got in some other way anyway. Because Maybe we had tourists coming into the country anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and if you look at the cases at the moment, and they released today some, um, you know, statistics in relation to, you know, track and trace and where the cases are coming from. Very few cases are actually coming into the airport or the borders. Most of it's happening in the family home. In other words, you go off to work, you go off out, you catch it, go home to your home and you give it to your kids or you give it to your missus. That's the way it's happening. And, and that, and that can't ever be prevented. If that's the case, you're actually backing up the government's argument. No, but what I'm yeah, but what I'm saying is that can't be prevented unless you tell people when you get home to your missus and kids, you know, you wrap yourself in cotton wool and sanitize yourself coming in the door. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, how are you going to stop that from happening? You can't. Is it not a case scientifically that we listen to some other experts are saying we have to let this happen? We just have to let it happen and protect and focus our protection on those we believe are most at risk. Yes, I agree. Now, can I 100%. come in for a second there? Yeah, yeah. Please. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, hello, Tom. Um, hello. Yes, so just, Tom, I work in a large retail store, right? I, I'm a delivery driver, but I'm in contact with most of the staff. Now, there's 160 staff there. I know one person. We, we've been told one person has been had tested positive, and that was way back in April. And, you know, so what I'm saying is, if this virus is so deadly dangerous, and I know it has to be taken seriously, I'm not, there's, there's only a fool would say that any different. But if it's so deadly dangerous, why haven't every one of us been out sick with it? And then, and, and then if, if, if it's not that case, well then what's all the big alarm about? 
Yeah, you know, I mean, you I, know I now my son works in a plant in a meat factory with over 800 people in it, and they've had two people that have been sent home since March. Now, there's regular testing there as well. So I'm not sure about the narrative. You see, we have a narrative from RTE about what's happening. And I'm sorry to ask a very uncomfortable question to everybody, but how can we trust the HSE's figures? It's, do, we, do we take that as absolute? Or why are we running with this narrative and we're being spoon-fed about what's happening and we're not allowed to ask our important questions? I, I, I think, to be fair, that the HSE's figures and the figures they give um, are accurate. But what I will add a caveat to that, and I'll say that I'm not suggesting they manipulate the figures, but the, def- mm. the definitions that they use for figures. And I'll give you an example. We asked the HSE under the Freedom of Information last week, we sent a request to them here at the radio station, uh, well, the show, so to say, um, to clarify in relation to, at the time, there was 130 people in hospital or admissions with, hate, with COVID-19. How mm. many of those 30 people were in hospital for COVID-19 and how many were in for other reasons That's but right. happened to test positive for COVID-19? I.e., I break my leg tomorrow. I go into hospital for four days. While I'm in there, uh, would be the case now at the moment, everybody's been tested. I get tested. I'm tested positive, but I don't even know I have it. I'm asymptomatic, yeah. but I'm still in there for a broken leg. Yeah. Am, I, am I now a COVID admission? And the answer seems to be yes, I am. Yeah. And we, yeah. we asked them to clarify what percentage of those would be actually in there for observation for COVID-19 versus in there for another reason, but happened to have COVID-19. And they said they wouldn't give us those figures. So I think those figures and that transparency, for example, when people die and when people pass away, I don't want to know the people's names and addresses or where they're from. I think that's not important and it's none of our business under data protection. But I think for transparency, it's important to tell us how old they are. Not that every life, by the way, is not valuable. Of course they are. But I I, I think it is fair to know if somebody is 95 rather than 25. Um, And it's also important to know, did they have a critical underlying condition? In other words, was COVID the cause of their death or was something else the cause of their death? died with COVID. Absolutely. And I I think those kind of figures are really, really important for us to get a better understanding of how dangerous the virus is. But unfortunately, we don't really seem to get those kind of things. We're just told. Well, then you'd have to ask questions about that, wouldn't you? Well, when when you ask questions like that, you're seeing as being, I suppose, insensitive. Is is what you're being being told. You're rattling cages. But, but when you when you like to know violence on radio shows or national radio shows, Paul, Tommy, uh, your line is just ju- just speak into your speaker or microphone again. Yeah. When when you got when you guys ring down his office and ask to speak, to him, and I know he refuses you. But what hence what res- we've what sent we we've sent he won't talk to the likes of you. Well, we've sent numerous emails to Stephen Donnelly. Stephen Donnelly, by the way, before he was Minister for Health, he was spokesperson for Health for Fianna Fáil. We had him on the air many times because he was quite willing to come on and give out about Simon Harris at the time. Um, and, jeez, I couldn't get him off the air. But anyway, uh, as soon as he became Minister of Health, and I always said, by the way, I liked Stephen Donnelly. I thought he was a good man. Uh, and I thought he was, uh, I seemed sincere. Um, and as soon as he became Minister of Health, we sent numerous emails to his office. And every single one of them, uh, oh, yeah, we'll see what we can do next week. We'll see. And it just never came to pass. And it got to a point where we just said, are we wasting our time? And they and, said, and, the, hmm? and it just going back to the old argument about you know, how ministers get in place. What are his qualifications? I mean, is he... Co- is he qualifications in medicine or... No, exactly. no, I don't, no, I don't think Stephen Donnelly's any qualifications. No, I don't think he has, no. no. 
I mean, wouldn't that be more? Well, well, I mean, that's well, yeah, but I mean, that, I'm not going to hold that against Stephen Donnelly. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of ministers. You know, you've had ministers for finances who aren't accountants. You know, you've ministers know, for housing who aren't builders. You know, so I mean, Simon Harris is minister for higher education, and he didn't finish his degree. <laughs> yeah, so. so you know that, that because the thing about it is. These ministers, you know, they're good delegators. That's all you have to be to be a minister is a good delegator because you have other people working with you. But say that we're going off the topic a little bit. Let me just go to Sheila as well. Sheila, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Sheila? Hello, Niall. Sheila, will you be following the guideline of one, nobody, sorry, not one person, nobody to your house? I have a pain in me hoo-ha. Oh, that's an interesting place to have a pain. A hoo-ha? I didn't even know I had a hoo-ha. But you have one now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have a 10-year-old grandchild, and she was 10 in April, and I went by the rules, and I brought her down her birthday presents, and I uh, put them at the front door, yeah. and I said hi from a distance. Yeah. And I work in a school now, and I tell you, I don't think the government are coping with this tall at all. Okay, so will you be? Are you living on your own, or are you living with somebody else? No, I live with my husband. Okay, so it's just just the two years. So yeah, and my husband and son. Okay, but I have to say, I'm not. I don't care. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm fed up. And what about what about you know the government are saying we have to get this under control? The test numbers, you know, the positive case numbers are going higher and higher. Eight months later, Niall. Like I don't think they're doing this right. I really don't. I have a pain in me. Hoo ha! Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not. I can't do it anymore. I'm fed up now. Are you, you got a bit of a cough there? Sorry. Not me. Oh, sorry. Who is that coughing? Me, Tom. I told you, hope you're isolating we there, Tom. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, I just I can't cope with this anymore. I'm not doing it again. Like, I have to go up and collect my granddaughter and bring her home. Yeah. Do it right. She's obviously, you know, mixing with people. But with other kids, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But, like, like, what do you do? Let the child walk home on her own? Well, I, I mean, I know a lot of people don't make an awful lot of sense of the argument. And somebody was mentioned today, actually, that their daughter was meant to have their friend over tomorrow night. And she said she can be with her friend all day in school, but she's not allowed to be with her friend in her house. Madness. And that just, it's completely hypocritical and it just doesn't make any sense. Let me just go to uh, Kate as well. Kate, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Kate? Oh, sorry, Kate, I need to turn you on. Hang on, Kate. You can take uh, three there if you want, Ash. Kate? Hi, Nan. How are you? How are you doing? Oh, Kate, nice to talk to you again. Oh, yeah, love you. Lovely to talk to you as well. Sorry, I'm just finishing up work here, trying to get um, home to my own kids, but I was listening to the conversation. Um... Oh, God, this herd immunity again really just wrecks my head for other uh, another reason. Um, just listening to um, um, Paul Reed from the HSC today. Yep. And um, this, you know, literally how many of the hospital staff are out sick yep. due to COVID-19 or self-isolating. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another reason that we can't go for herd immunity. Because we just don't have enough hospital staff to deal with Absolutely. people that are going into and, hospital. And, and you were saying it yourself every day of the week. I'm listening to you as to how bad our health system um, is. But it's always been bad. Before COVID-19, oh, yeah. it was bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. We're, we're, kind of, we're taking the brunt. I mean, could you imagine 
if two years ago, um, the 2017-2018 flu season was really bad in Ireland, okay? Yeah. And the health service was on its knees. And even last year, Leo Varadka was begging nurses and doctors not to go home for Christmas. Do you remember that? He was telling them not to go on holidays and others. I so, do. Yeah, so our health service, right since Michal Martin was the health minister, actually going back a long time ago, has been a mess. We've had Mary Harney. We've had James Riley. We've had Leo Varadkar as health minister. We had Michal Martin. We yeah, we've had them all there as health minister yeah. at one point. And it's been a disaster every single year. Yeah. We've people on trolleys. We've people... Right. Now, can you imagine no. at that no. time... No, 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 no. 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 I'm asking you a question. Could you imagine... Forget about COVID for a second. Going back, when we had those problems every single year in between sort of November and February, if the government had said, listen, we can't control the problem in the hospital, so I'll tell you what, will you all stay at home so you don't get sick? We'd have told them to feck off. And this had nothing to do with COVID or with COVID nineteen, and it was in the month of July, and it was only five years ago. Sorry, it was nine years ago. My sister-in-law was above in Dublin or above in Donegal, dying. My mum and dad were up there with them. Mm-hmm. I was inside in the CUH with an ectopic pregnancy. Okay. Two days they could get no. Two days they could get no. Um, um, emergency theater to give me my surgery. So you had to wait two days. Two days to get emergency surgery. So, so, so okay, well, the, the point is that's what we're up against with the health service After, in Ireland. And, and, that, and that was nine years ago, Niall. Okay, that was nine years ago. I was blessed that I had been a previous was a patient of a gynecologist in the bands who was a consultant in the CUH at that at that time. He knew my history. He. Um, had several arguments with the whoever they were, the war sisters, whatever, trying to get me a bed, an emergency theatre, to because my stomach was growing bigger and bigger, and that was due to blood loss. It was blood that was actually oh, sorry into to hear my that. abdominal cavity. Mm-hmm. He actually, and I remember he having an argument with the war sister. She came into my room. Or he came in to me and he said to me, "Will you get your husband to phone your insurance company to see will they cover that surgery in the bond secures?" It was lucky you had the I, insurance, wasn't it? Absolutely, I did that, and they said, "Yeah, okay. if the UMH can cover it. We will do that." The ward sister came in. She threw my spine at me. Now I was very, very unwell. I didn't have my husband with me because he's self-employed, so I was on my own. My mum and dad weren't on a call with my sister-in-law that was dying, my brother's wife. And I'm sorry, did, by the way, did your sister-in-law, did she pass away? She did, the creator, she did. Oh, sorry yeah. about that, sorry yeah. about that. She did. No, no, I, I, and I don't mean to rush you to the story, and, and, and by the way, that story is a very interesting story in relation to the incompetence of our health service, and I, and I completely agree with you. But that's only one part of the question, so to speak, Kate. You know, the government now, because of the incompetence of the health service, obviously want people to restrict their lives and their movements more, and they don't want you to have any visitors to your home. So... Well, well, so will you was, will you I be will you be complying with that? No, 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 no. And I did have the conversation with you on Monday night. Yeah. Um, about my son and all the rest. No, yep. Not this time. No, no. So what, you you feel you've done enough? I, I did. You know what, Nile? I know what I need to do to protect me and my family, and that's uh, and it's worked today, and, and we're doing it. Okay. Um, but no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm and not. would you would you would you have people to your home? I mean, would your sister or brother or no, father or mother or anybody come to your home? No, no, no. no, no. And even when I call mum and dad, I don't go into their home. Okay, but if no. you do want someone coming to your home, you'll be doing it anyway. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Have well, so you will be complying. Is the point? 
Oh, they can come into your garden. Well, now, yeah, well, according to the guidelines, you're not even allowed to let them in your garden. I don't, I don't know who's going to police that, by the way. I can't see on Garda Shea Connor coming and whipping people out of your front garden, by the way. <laughs> you know what, Nile? It's that they're delusional. The government is delusional. Um, I, 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 I just, I just, do you know what? I think I, I, and I've always had a huge interest in, 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 in politics and government, but oh my God, I'm just, I'm at the stage now where I'm just, I'm just, look, I'm going to just do what suits me and my family. Okay, so so you'll take your own safety precautions, your own precautions, and you won't be told by anybody else what you should and shouldn't no, do. No, I know what I need to do. I know. What okay, I need so you want to? Wanna, so you're going to take personal responsibility? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. No, I get that, and, and yeah, a lot of people are saying 100%, that. One hundred percent. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a hundred percent responsibility. But you know, one thing I do have a little bit of an issue with, or, or not an issue with, but I, I think something that people need do need to listen to, is, 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 is. Oh God, without quoting Ronan Lynn or Tony Hulhan, but it is in all our hands. Mm-hmm. You know, to do what we need to do for our own families to protect each other. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't generally disagree with that. I think that's probably yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's pointless. Um, it's pointless come Christmas when people turn around and say, "Oh, do you know what the government has is all locked down, and and they're blaming the government." It's not the government. It's 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 just. It's just people needing. Okay, we'll stay there for a second. I want to just go to Niall as well. Niall, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Niall? Good evening, Niall. How are you? Niall, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, at people's reactions to this. And, you know, people, a lot of people are saying, and we've had two or three callers already tonight saying, listen, I've, I've done all the guidelines. I, I, you know, I followed all the, the rules up to now. But this is just like a step too far. I can't even have someone in my front garden or someone over to my house. My mother can't even call to have a cup of tea or my sister can't come over to help me with the baby. or, And they just think it's a step too far. Yeah, I, I can understand a lot of people that way. Look, I'm going to do the best that I can. Like, if someone calls your house, what are you going to do? Tell them, run them away? You, you well, that's what the government would like you to do, yeah? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that type of person that would do that. No, I don't. I can manage with the lockdown. My my problem would be the um, would be the um, uh, financial side of things. Okay. Like I, work for, I work for myself. Yeah. I, I stayed at home for four or five months. And during that time, it cost me 1500 a month to stay at home. No, I, I did get the POP payment. Yeah. Yep. Was, I was very grateful to get that. But on top of that, with all my bills and my mortgage, my... Well, when, you, uh, when, you, hang on, when you say you were very grateful to get it, it wasn't your idea to stay out of work for 50, you know, and lose no, 1500 a month. No, so so you shouldn't have been grateful to get it. You know, the government should be grateful that you accommodated them by taking the time off work. Yeah, okay, wrong, 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 yeah. that I use there. But if you understand what I'm saying, but it still cost me another 1500 per month to stay at home. Yeah. At this stage, I can't afford that anymore. I have to go out and work. But the way things are gone now, I still won't make it. But I could be out there 14, 15 hours a day trying to make five, 600 a week to try and keep things. Can I ask you what you do for a living? Are you a taxi driver? I am indeed. Okay, all right, okay. And I, I would be down 50, 60% of my wages yeah. at the moment. I get that. You know? And there'll be a lot of other self-employed, not just me, um, more other self-employed people yeah. that are, are, are that way and that have, have big mortgages and can't afford to pay them. And we'll be in, in a situation where some people will be losing their houses over this. And that's where the stress and worry is really, really going to come into it. Yeah, we, I don't think we've really seen the mental health problems or the stress or the worry or the financial loss yet. No. That's but coming down the it, track. It's, it's coming, and unfortunately... 
if this goes on into level four, level five, it's going to come a lot faster than people think. Now, and as, as I said in my text to you, I would love to see these politicians that are all there and, you know, it's in our hands. We're in it together. We're not in it together at 300 euros a week. If some guy is on 250 grand a year, I'm sorry, there's a big plan. Well, Leo Varadkar did make the point that if Neffet and public sector workers who were making all these plans had to live on 300 quid put payment um, a week, they wouldn't be making these plans. No, they wouldn't. They might come up with a solution a lot bloody quicker than what they're asking. And, and I don't want to go. I don't want to make this about public private sector, uh, but no, 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 but no, we're no, not in no, it together no, because the public no, sector are not financially no, losing out. Well, no, no, not ju- no, well, not, no, that's a bit unfair. Not just the big jobs. I mean, you know, nurses, doctors, guards, um, teachers. They all still get full pay, no matter what happens. Their jobs are yeah. safe, no matter what happens. It's the private sector who's up, which is on its knees. Their jobs are in jeopardy. They've no financial stability anymore. Uh, or they could lose their jobs. Pro- public sector workers are not going to lose their jobs. No, that's, that's it. Uh, you know, what, ha- what happens then? So we're not in it together. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, we're not. No, and, as, and as you said, I don't want to meet this public-private. I'm not. You know, if someone has studied and got on in life and got a big job, yeah. I clap in the back. I'm delighted for them. I am not a person that would try and uh, give a date to a person that, that made a good job of their life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If a person gets, and, and same way if a person hasn't studied and opens up a business and gets on in life, fair to them. I'm delighted for them. I'm not a begrudging type of person whatsoever. You know, I would always try, try to have a good outlook on life. But I think coming down the road, we could have a lot of problems financially and mental problems. Mental stress problems. If you, if you I, I wouldn't even use the word could. I think we will. There's no could about it. As I said, I'm a positive outlook. <laughs> fair play to you. <laughs> Trying yeah. to be as best I can. Yeah, okay. Well, listen, thanks for that. Let me go to Dave as well. Dave, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dave? Dave, are you there? Oh, I've lost Dave. Dave, are you there, Dave? Oh? Oh, yeah, Hello. you there. Sorry, there you are now. Go ahead. Yeah, how how are you? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, okay. Dave, will you be following the guideline of not having any visitors to your home at all? Well, you see, I, I, um, yes, we will. But um, obviously, I work away, so I'm I'm travelling between Scotland, England, Wales, and back over to Ireland every week. Um, but yeah, we. How does that we'll work? How does that work? By the way, because according to the guidelines, you're meant to self-isolate coming from the UK, from mainland UK, into Ireland. So yeah. how does that work for you? Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm only in Dublin during the during the weekend, so I I get off the ferry um, and then I I come back to the house and basically I'm here for the weekend. Okay, and then you you're back on the ferry again. Then the next... yeah, and then yeah, and then Sunday I'm I'm, I'm back on the ferry. I go to Wales. I travel through Wales. Travel into England, up to Scotland, work in Scotland for three days. On the way back, I call in. I've got, I've got some young children in England, so I call in, see my children, and then back over to Ireland. Uh, and now, I, by the way, I, I'm not going to judge you or have a go with you, but I know there's people listening who are saying you're breaking, yeah. you're breaking the guidelines. Because well, the, the guidelines say if you come from mainland UK, you're meant to self-isolate for 14 days. Yeah. And, and obviously not leave the country again. For fourteen days. Well, it, oh well, I don't, I don't know. That's a bit of a complicated one, really, if, isn't it? Yeah. If, if you, I mean, you have to work. I, I understand you have to go to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If, if if you're here for fourteen days, you've got to isolate for fourteen days, and they're the guidelines. But I'm not here for fourteen days. I'm here for three days. So how does that? So, so there's no problem with you going back and forward. No, there's absolutely no problem. And at when all. You, every I'm time back. you come into Ireland, do you have to fill out a form again? 
I do, yeah. I fill out the passenger locator form and it says if you're leaving within within 14 days, what is the date you're leaving on? Okay. And so you, so you just fill that in and then it's not a problem. Okay. Okay, I get you. I get you. Yeah. And do you so literally I'm, stay in the house? You, you don't go to the shop or...? No, no. I literally stay in the house, to be honest, yeah. Okay. I mean, because there's, there's absolutely nothing to do at the minute anyway, isn't it? Well, there is very little to do at all. Uh, but Dave, yeah, well, so, okay, so the guidelines are tough enough and they, they do affect you somewhat uh, because obviously you can't leave the house now at the weekends. But I mean, th- this idea now, not only can you not leave the house, but you can't even invite someone over to your garden or whatever. I mean, yeah. would that affect you? Uh, not in this weather, no, to, to be honest. It's, uh, it, it's getting a bit cold now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see us all having Christmas dinner out on the road, to be honest with you, at this stage, because yeah, we're not even allowed I mean, me in the garden now. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, on, the only point I, I, I was going to come on and make now, to, to be honest, was was just just to demonstrate, because, because I work over in the UK and uh, I work in the construction industry, we've never been stopped from travelling. They, they would not close the construction industry for love nor money. Mm-hmm. So they made us all go to work um, during the lockdown. So it's never really affected me in the fact that I've, I've not been able to travel. I've still been able to see my kids because you can travel to go and see young children when you when you split up and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's not really affected me apart from when I come back to Ireland and then, you know, yeah. I've got to self-isolate. I mean, I know, okay, I, yeah. I know when that when the lockdown finished here and construction came back open again in Ireland, and yeah. um, there, there was a few cases in some of the construction sites, and they started doing a lot of testing and tracing on the construction sites, and all of a sudden we were seeing construction sites closing left, right, and centre. And I think yeah, yeah. there was a, there was a decision made at some point: let's stop testing them on construction sites because we can't afford to keep closing them. And all of a sudden, right. they weren't being tested anymore on construction sites <laughs> because the government figured we lose too much money here to the economy if they close them all down. Oh, yeah. So it just goes to yeah, show yeah. you how this thing works because if you don't test people you won't find people positive and I, by the way I haven't heard of anybody in a construction site dying so no, of COVID-19 no, I mean, I, now maybe I could be wrong but I haven't heard of one I think we would have heard no, something about it I, I've not heard of one at all I mean I've heard of a few yeah. I've, we, I've I know we, do, I know we don't get a job yeah I know we don't get a job description of people dying you know but I think you might have heard of a construction site closing if somebody had died on it or something maybe maybe not but anyway the point is they suddenly stopped testing on construction sites when they seen how badly yeah. it was affecting construction. Yeah. I mean, and, and the same happened, by the way, with the meatpacking industry. You know, they started oh, yeah. testing I mean, and going mad with their tests and then they suddenly stopped it again. Yeah. For, for example, over in the UK, at the start of this pandemic and, and the lockdown, a lot of their subcontractors made the decision to, um, to furlough the staff, which bought, bought some construction projects to a sort of standstill. Mm-hmm. So the government then went away and revised the guidelines for construction <clears throat> to say we could work close together and things to, to bring people back to work. Well, they knew it wasn't going to be, there was not going to be no construction if they didn't do that. That was the problem. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so they actually changed the rules for construction, you know, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I get the point you're making. I get the point you're making. They're bringing the rules, I suppose, to suit each different industry to, to make sure the economy keeps moving because if it doesn't, we're all in trouble. They'll have no money to pay for health service. Paul, you're a classic kid. How you doing, Paul? Hey, Noel. How are you? Uh, Paul, uh, you have um, a brother with special needs, is it? I do. He's okay. yeah, special needs and he's brain damaged the past eight years uh, through an accident in one of the hospitals. So uh, we care for him. Well, there's only myself, my mother and my sister who are carers. Okay. Okay. For him. And uh, I've been caring for him throughout this pandemic. I mean, it really hasn't affected me from seeing my mother or my brother and that. I'm out there all the time. But I work on the front line. Well, not on the front line as a, as a nurse or a doctor, but I'm, I'm in that area type of thing. And I 
you know, I've seen this pandemic firsthand and seen how dangerous it actually is. But yeah. having said that, I've I've still gone to do my, my caring times with my brother and my mother and um, I'll continue to do so. And I'll, I won't stop people coming well, to well, my... Well, I, th- I think, by the way, he did make exceptions last night for providing uh, care for children or elderly or vulnerable people. So that that's that's in that's within the guidelines, you know. Yeah. And they yeah. said extenuating circumstances or compassionate circumstances. Oh, well, within level five, even we're in level five of lockdown for the first few months of this, five months of this, or whatever it was. Um, I continued to do it anyway. Nothing, yeah, well, of course you would. Hell, high water was going to stop me doing that. Oh no, so wild! If it was me, wild dogs wouldn't stop me. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah. um, you know the guards are fine when you're stopped. You just tell them where you're going, what you're doing. Off you go, no problem. Yeah, yeah. All. Um, but this is this is off the wall ridiculous. Again, you know, stopping people from seeing their loved ones. I could never understand why people actually stop. You know, we understood in the start people didn't know what this was and didn't know the dangers and that. And people yeah, we've we've a better understanding of it now. Absolutely. And, and 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 I don't want to play it down, but it's not as dangerous as we first thought. Now, don't get me wrong. I, you know, and my condolences to people who have died from it. But yeah. it, it, we we do have a better understanding of who it seems to target specifically. Yeah, um, uh, and and they're the people we need to focus our protections on. Exactly, absolutely. And as you said, if everyone is you know uh, doing their part, you know washing their hands, keeping themselves mm. protected, and everything else, and keeping doing what we're supposed to be doing as individuals, um, why should we stop seeing our loved ones? Why should the government bring out this? And it's, look, it's, oh, yeah, I never thought I would hear look, the day that a government would tell you you can't yeah. visit your brother or your sister, or your mother, or your father, or your son can't come home to his own home. I Absolutely. never thought I'd hear the day when I'd hear a government say that. Yeah, but you know what, Noel? It's only a recommendation. I'm but not telling you you can't because I won't be obeying them. I'm certainly not obeying them. And I do obey the government. I'm supposed to obey my government, but I'm not obeying this because it's wrong. And I heard that chap on your radio station only last week, the chap whose AA meetings had stopped. And oh, God, that, yeah. I touched my heart. As a lot of people's heart he touched on that. You know, yeah. you know what this will do to that chap and, and people like him? If because he he described his colleagues in the AA meeting as his family. Absolutely, and yeah. they and they are, you know, they are his family. You know, and I, I get that. It. And the only outlet that they had, like you know, for that. Yeah. So uh, you know, I I would say, I would say to people, no, you can't say this, but I'll say it to people not to be afraid. Go out and do whatever you want. See your loved ones, have loved ones into your house. This is only a recommendation. This is not. It's not the law. You won't be fined. You will not be arrested. It's a recommendation from. Nefid or you know the HSE, it is not law. And I, and I must, I, I, to be honest with you, Paul, I have to follow that with. I need to encourage people to follow the guidelines. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. so they are only guidelines, but yeah. they're only guidelines now. And I'd be the first person. I wouldn't be the type of person to break the law. I'm totally anti-breaking the law. But I, I think you have to when it comes to compassion and dealing with people, particularly when it comes to mental health. If somebody's living on their own, for example, and I and I would say this by the way, if you're living on your own. And you are suffering from mental health problems, anxiety due to the lockdown, due to being lonely and feeling isolated. I would much rather you break the guideline and go and visit somebody and talk to somebody before you would do anything silly. Absolutely. And and I think that's really important to tell people that the guideline, as you rightly said, is a guideline. But if you were in a very desperate situation, you need to visit somebody. You visit somebody. It's important that you do that and you don't take that as being literal. Yeah. Okay. listen, thanks, Paul. I I have to wrap it up. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.